LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Madeline Galea. Oh, sorry. Start again. No, don't start again. I think it's good to have that authentic stuff on the podcast. Just so people know that when we record this, (laughs) we just record it. Keep all my mistakes in Tom. So I'm happy to keep that little mistake in there. It is January. It's been a long year. And we're recording this just before Christmas. So that people in January can have something to listen to over this summer. This pre-holidays, people. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical, gospel-centered ministry tip every Monday. And if you're joining us today, it is January, it is the summer holidays. Mm. I'm hoping that you're enjoying this down by the beach, if you can, or if you're not near a beach, you're down by the river, enjoying it in the river. And today we're going to be talking about ecosystem thinking. We've got a great track that we're going to play in a moment that uh, Greg Lee provides seven scenarios where ecosystem thinking has been really helpful for him at Hunter Bible Church. So I'm going to play this. Let's get straight into it, Maddie. Scott, what do we mean when we talk about church ecosystem? When we talk about ecosystem thinking in the Reach Australia framework, what we're saying is that church is interdependent and interconnected. And so it's not just a, a simple system, put a and B in and you get C, it it actually means A, B, C, D, E. They're all kind of related to get the final outcome, which that we want to see mature disciples in increasing number. Here at REACH, we often talk about the ecosystem. And in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you seven scenarios in which ecosystem thinking actually helps us to love and pastor our church. But before we get to that, we need to realize that the ecosystem in our church is often a little bit more complex than we realize. So at REACH, we'll talk about the five purposes of church, deep in the word, Godwardly attentive, mission, community, and so on. And that's, part of, that's one part of our church ecosystem. But when you think about it, that's overlaid often over a number of congregations. So at our church, we have four congregations plus a fifth one in the planning. And each of those big purposes of church lives in each of those congregations. In addition to that, we often have people groups. So at our church, we'll have young people, babies and small children, and then we'll have youth. We have university students, we'll have families, we'll have older people. And those different groups will be scattered across different congregations and we'll want all five purposes to be expressed for each of those groups. And so the ecosystem is often just a little bit more complex than we realize. Right, now let's talk about seven ways in which ecosystem thinking can really help us to love and pastor our church. The first one is in clearly diagnosing problems. Often, a problem that we feel in one part of our ecosystem will be caused by another part of the ecosystem. So not that long ago, I was chatting with a friend who said that the people in his morning congregation, the slightly older congregation, were complaining that they didn't really feel loved. They didn't really feel like that he was pastoring them well, which feels like a community problem, doesn't it? As we began to talk, we realized that that was the congregation that had the least mission heat. There was, that had the least evangelistic fervor, and it was also the congregation that had the least growth group attendance rate because they just didn't have enough growth group leaders. 
What that means is what felt like a problem in the community part of the ecosystem was actually caused in mission and also caused in ministry. And so the way to fix it was not for him to go and visit a lot more of the people. It was to increase mission heat in that congregation and to also train growth group leaders so that people would be well looked after in growth groups. So that's the first way ecosystem thinking helps us to clearly diagnose problems. The second way that it can help us is before the problem arises to predict knock-on effects. That is, as we think about an ecosystem, whenever we make a decision that affects one part of the ecosystem, it will affect the other parts as well. So we're thinking about planting a congregation at the moment. It's going to have a kid's ministry attached to it. And we've realized that that will necessarily affect our uni church. A lot of our uni churches are involved in our kids' ministry. And so as we do something in a people group, in another congregation, uh, the, the new congregation plant, our uni church is going to be affected. Thinking about the whole thing as an ecosystem means that when we change one part of the ecosystem, we can now predict the knock-on effects in another part of the ecosystem. The third way that ecosystem thinking can help us is in allocating resources. In your church, do you often find that all of the very best people are found leading growth groups? As soon as someone rises to a particular ministry competency, they get put into leading a growth group and now they're so busy, they're, so much of their time is taken up that they can't really do anything else, which kind of means that the other parts of your ministry, the other parts of the ecosystem, never really get great quality leaders. That's often a problem that you see in church. And thinking about the whole church as an ecosystem means that we might say, well, what we're going to do is get some leaders to never lead a growth group. This person is so good uh, at looking after newcomers, we're going to get them heading up our newcomer ministry and we're not going to divert them into leading a growth group. Often what you find in church is that you'll have one ministry that is performing so well, it's actually overperforming. Our youth group at the moment, it's just going through a real growth phase. And so lots of leaders are being recruited. We have the danger there of so many people being diverted into that overperforming area of ministry that it actually draws resource away from other parts of the ecosystem. And we might be tempted just to run and run and run with this growing youth group, not realizing that it will damage another part of the ministry. And so we need to think about our church there as an ecosystem, and that will help us to allocate resources. The fourth way that ecosystem thinking can help us is to, re to recognize growth opportunities. Our particular church started as a university church, and for a long time, we really didn't have many people over the age of 50. But we've realized over the last five years that the number of people over 50 in our church, it's now well over 100. It's growing towards 200 people over the age of 50. This is a growing opportunity. The thing is, we wouldn't have spotted it because those people over 50 are spread across three particular congregations. This group, this whole group had arisen within our church almost overnight and almost by secret. It was only when we started to think about the three layers of our ecosystem that we realized, ah, there's a growth opportunity here. There's a ministry opportunity to this particular age group. And we're going to have to think about how do we pastor these people across the three congregations in all five of our ministry purposes. The fifth way that ecosystem thinking can help us is in communications. 
Say you've got a decision to be made or your change that you're making in a church. Often we feel like the only people we really need to communicate this to are the people involved in that particular team or the people involved in that particular congregation. But as we think about our church as an ecosystem with its five purposes and ministry teams, the various congregations and the various people groups, we may realize that there are more people who need to know about this decision, this decision than we first realized. We might need to talk to people uh, who are part of the people group across three or four congregations. We might need to talk to various ministry teams about this decision. The ecosystem just helps us to realize that communication in a growing church actually is slightly more uh, difficult than, and complex than we first realized. In fact, that leads us to our sixth scenario in which ecosystem thinking can help us, and that is in decision-making complexity. One of the things that can happen is uh, the leaders in an area of ministry and church see a problem and they'll just go ahead and fix it, which is great. They're showing initiative, they're on board, they're, they're seeing problems and they're fixing them. But sometimes they can go ahead and fix them without realizing that there's going to be a knock-on effect in other people and maybe more people needed to be in the room to make that decision than they realized that this decision is slightly more complex because of the ongoing effects and the fact that the ecosystem is a complex thing. The last way that ecosystem thinking really helps us, and perhaps it's the biggest way, is in helping everyone to have a degree of shared ownership. One of the problems that often happens in churches, in fact, in most organisations, is siloing. I think about my area and I love my area and I want to see my area grow and I care slightly less about the other areas. But helping everyone in church and helping all of our leaders to realise that our church is an ecosystem means that I care not just about my ministry team and purpose, but actually about all of the others. And I care not just about my congregation, but I care about all of the congregations because they're all interconnected. And I care not just about my particular people group, in my case, families, people in advancing middle age. No, I care about children and I care about youth and I care about students and I care about old people because we're all part of one ecosystem. So there's seven ways in which ecosystem thinking can help us to love and care for and manage our church. All right, that was really helpful from Greg Lee. Scott, what did you think? Any highlights? Well, as always from Greg, he simplifies, clarifies. Mm. So Very I love succinct. that he you know, had his seven things. Mm. Lots of highlights, but you just want me to have one. So let me give you, the, I'm going to give you the first of probably a few in this conversation. Go for it. Uh, but the first one where he says, ecosystem thinking allows you to clearly diagnose issues. Mm. I love the example that he gives where, you know, they're, they're looking at a, a problem with community uh, and, and people sort of feeling a part of church life. And you could just sort of look at that and, and diagnose it really simplistically, but they realise actually there's a problem with people being deep in the word, you know, in their small groups. There's an issue with mission heat across church life. So ecosystem thinking, I think it always forces you to actually try and analyse the problem or the issue yeah. that's in front of you with a number of different lenses. Because uh, the reality is church life is complex. Yeah. Uh, we've got a myriad of relationships and you add multi-congregations, church life becomes uh, complex and not simple. And mm. so I think ecosystem thinking forces us to not just have a simplistic answer to a problem. No, I like it. I think uh, particularly in the community area, uh, serving in that space, uh, 
it quite easily I can start to think, oh, this is a this is a community issue, maybe um, specifically around teams. But often I've found, oh, actually some of the problems have come more from a serve area, maybe leaders not being developed, something, you know, um, people perhaps not in the right roles. That's not actually a community area, that's a serve yeah, area. Yeah, that's right. But so you've got a problem with your yeah. developing of your leaders. Yeah. You've got leaders in the wrong spot. Yeah. And again, ecosystem thinking means that you're going to be having multiple people sort of trying to address and understand. The yeah. This is a long episode. Be sure to tune in for part two. But super interesting. Super interesting. <laughs> Do it.